You're listening to episode number 39 of the Brain BS Podcast called Reality is Never Real. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. I am doing the podcast um, closer to the evening today because I, for some reason, after 38 weeks or 37 weeks of doing this, timing was never a problem and I always had plenty of it. Well, I mean, forget it. I, I should just start over, but I'm not going to edit it. I'm going to leave it in there because it's brain BS that's making me think that is because I have more clients now. <laughs> I'm busier and I'm getting more involved in things and I'm changing my approach to how I market my business and reaching out and creating relationships. So of course, that's going to take up more of my time. And that's why I don't have as much time to create the actual content of the podcast episode and the blog and get it all done. But that's okay, because I just figured that out as we sat there and talked about it, which is why it's so important to take a look at your brain and what's going on in it. So I also have another little bit of brain BS that's come up because I've been posting in this in my um, Facebook group, the Brain BS group, and I've been doing it in my ads or wherever that I am. Um, the next step for me is to really getting to learn more about human design. And that I discovered I'm a projector. Well, projectors are supposed to rest, play, and study. And we're not supposed to actively seek people out to work with. We're supposed to wait for them to find us and give us an invitation. Now, I mean, it's not like a formal invite or anything. There's different ways that you could perceive it. It could be like a thought that keeps coming up repeatedly or... Just whatever. That's not what I want to talk about today. So what I want to talk about is this idea that I can't work as hard as I used to, that that doesn't serve me at all as a projector. And it just exhausts me and it makes me burn out and it causes me to crash. And this is absolutely true. But boy, when I am on, I am on. I mean, I can get more done than anybody else I know. And I am obsessed. I can go 12, 14 hours straight working on something if I'm really passionate about it and I really care about it. But that doesn't serve my energy type and it's not good for me and it's not going to help me to get the results that I want and it just slows my success down. If I um, really buy into this human design, and I do, and I'm not going to talk about it a lot right here because I'm just starting to learn about it. So I can't teach it to somebody else until I actually know it myself. But you can be sure that I'm going to find out more about it. I haven't decided if I'm just going to learn more about myself and that that's going to help me with my business or if I actually want to go down that road of um, helping other people figure out their human design and stuff. Anyway, I um, find it all very interesting. I'm really excited about it. I've already found that stepping back and not working as hard has paid off. I signed on a new client. I got an email that was really promising for a bunch of new leads. But I'm still struggling a little bit because my whole life, I'm what, 58? I've been thinking that I need to work harder. Well, let's face it, when I was younger, I wasn't really working hard. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I wasn't the same person. I was pretty much lazy back in the day. 
um, when I was a lot younger. But now I'm used to working hard. I'm used to being productive. I like to get things done. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel validated. So now I have to learn to love this new version of me who likes to rest, play, relax. And thank God I get to still study because that's what prepares me for when invitation comes for me to be a leader and a guide. Anyway, I thought I would share with you that brain BS. But today we're going to move on to a different kind. We're actually going to talk about brain BS in general, because it skews our perception of reality. I mean, pretty much really, there is no such thing as reality, because it all is seen through the filter of human brains, and everybody has different filters, and everybody sees things differently. So we're going to discuss how we get those filters at an early age and why we don't have much say in the process. Then we're going to examine some scenarios of how we may acquire filters early on and how they can possibly contribute to suffering later in life. And lastly, I'll share some of the brain filters that I discovered through the power of coaching and how I let them go to get into alignment with my higher self and how I feel so much better. All right, so first off, you might be wondering what a brain filter is. Well, a brain filter is what I call brain BS, but people call it all kinds of things. Um, People in human design call it conditioning. But basically, it's how we're conditioned to respond to the world around us when we're growing up. Pretty much every experience we have prior to the age of seven contributes to how we see the world and view those around us because we can't, we can't, we, we don't have the cognition to determine our own filters. We just get them passed on from our parents. So for example, say I'm number nine out of 10 children and anybody who listens to this knows I am. And my mom has my younger brother less than a year after giving birth to me. For those of you who don't know, we call that Irish twins. She of course loved me, but most likely handed me off to one of the older siblings because she had her hands full with a newborn. And I know this from my older siblings. So even though the reason she did not pick me up was not because she didn't love me, that could still be the message that I received with my untended little human brain. So I use that as just one example. But we acquire multiple filters from the people around us over the years that can go challenged indefinitely and sometimes forever if you never get around to doing the work that I'm suggesting you do here. So given that we accumulate these filters from birth seven or birth to seven years of age, it stands to reason that our parents are largely responsible for how we initially view the world. And then our parents' parents, and I say it that way instead of grandparents because it sounds more hands-on, how you can see how your parents get it from their parents, but it goes from generation to generation. And the only way to stop a filter is with cultivating self-awareness. Once we become more self-aware, then we can start to decondition and choose brain filters that work for us and not against us. So let's talk about some filters that are shared by many of us and how it might play out in our lives. Let's say you were little and learning how to ride a bike. You progressed from the tricycle to a two-wheel bike and were ready to get rid of the training wheels. You're outside with your mom and you rode for the first time on your own, and you were really excited. Your mom, on the other hand, was busy talking with your neighbor and did not even pay attention or see you do it. That could possibly lead you to think that you were not seen or acknowledged. It could have perhaps led to you believing that you were not good enough to warrant her attention and that maybe you had done something wrong, even though you had no idea what it might be. Even if 
none of those thoughts were true, but you believed them, it would change the way you view the world from then on. The truth could have been that your neighbor had just told your mom disturbing or upsetting news, maybe like that her husband's leaving her or something terrible happened and she was distracted by that. It could have been that the way she reacted to you had absolutely nothing to do with you, but that didn't matter to your little human brain. Now let's flash forward a couple decades and you are now 27 years old and a young woman and starting a new job. You are nervous and worried that you won't get the job and looking for support from your mom to reassure you and make you feel better. You go to her house and she's busy working on tax forms that are due the following weekend and there are papers everywhere on the table. You lost your dad a few years ago, so he can't help her with it. So because of that filter from 20 years ago, you don't even note how stressed she is and preoccupied with the taxes and a deadline. You just feel unseen or like you have not been fully acknowledged by her. When you try to talk to her and get her attention, she snaps at you because she's so stressed out, which makes you think that you must have done something wrong or you're just not good enough in some way. Your brain filters are again reading a situation incorrectly, but your brain not only thinks it is right, it believes what it is thinking is actually factual. In addition, when your brain is focused on a particular filter, It only sees evidence to support what you think are your factual thoughts. Even if your mom tried to respond in a positive and supportive way, your brain would not see it through your brain BS. See how this works? These filters are super important to learn about. All right, let's take a look at another scenario now. Say you were naturally an exuberant and enthusiastic child and tended to have a lot of energy, but your father was more reserved and introverted. As a result of being a different personality type than you, he tried to make you act more like him and discourage you from fully being yourself. When you try to engage with other people, he would tell you, stop being a nuisance and leave those people alone. When you are really energized by enthusiasm and a little hyperverbal and maybe a little loud, he would tell you to tone it down, be quiet, and stop bugging people. Even though... The way your dad was responding to you had nothing to do with you. You thought it did. The message you may have received was that you were a nuisance when you were being yourself and that you were just too much in general. So let's flash forward again, but this time let's go further out to four or five decades to explore the long-term impacts of brain filters that haven't been discovered. You're starting an online business and marketing to get clients. You're making posts on social media and creating lots of content, but you are worried that people are going to think you're too much. Every time you come across a comment that can be construed as negative by your brain, you do just that and it reinforces the belief that it is not okay to be authentic. You get so caught up in your head that you overlook all the people who prefer your authentic self because you're so focused on the ones you believe think you are too much. Never mind the fact that your dad was only trying to change you to make himself more comfortable. You will go through life believing the brain filter that he helped you to create. Anytime you come across any challenges or or resistance, it triggers the same brain BS that perpetuates the belief that basically what other people think of you is more important than what you think of yourself. Pleasing them is more important than being authentic until it just isn't anymore. 
We're going to explore one more scenario so you can better understand the significant impact that a lack of awareness of your current brain filters has on the reality you're experiencing in your day-to-day life. This time, we'll make it a little girl who every time she walked into the room dressed for an occasion when she was little, her dad would tell her she looked pretty. She noticed that her dad thought appearances were very important and noted that he appeared to pay a great deal of attention how people, how much people weighed. Whenever they were out and they came across anybody who was overweight, she noted that her dad was disapproving and would always make a comment about it. At other times, she noticed that he made fun of people's outfits and made jokes if they were not attractive. As a result of her father's behavior and preoccupation with appearances, she started to believe that the way she looked was super important and looked for external validation wherever she could. She also did not realize at that time that whenever you tear somebody else down, It's always because of your own fears and insecurities. So flash forward here to the 40s, and that girl is now a woman, and her body's changing. She's gained weight. Her skin is starting to sag. She has cellulite. She just does not look the same. She's married to a man that does not typically comment on her appearance, and her father's long gone. Every time she looks in the mirror, she feels disgust and self-loathing because she no longer feels attracted. Because she was raised to believe that looks and keeping your weight down are so important, she now feels inadequate and unworthy as she ages. She does not realize that the way she feels about herself is optional and that she can change it by changing the brain filters and get rid of the brain BS that's not serving her. That is why it is so necessary to get a coach to help you identify your own brain BS and figure out how to manage it. We just cannot see our own blind spots. It's impossible. Even me as a projector, I'm supposed to be able to tell everybody else, everybody else, every other energy type, how to live their life to the fullest and exactly how to utilize their energy and get exactly what they need. But I can't do it for myself. I get why I get caught up in silly stuff and worried about stupid things. I have trouble with my ego and people not accepting my invitation or inviting me. But when I'm doing it for other people, I know what I'm doing, but not for myself. That's why you need a coach. You're never going to be able to figure out this stuff on your own. Now, these are just some examples that I made up to give you the idea of how it works. But I think that they're pretty good illustrations of what undiscovered brain BS can do to your life. Okay, so beginning a few years ago, I started to uncover a few significant filters of my own brain BS. The most prevalent one was that I was always believing I had done something wrong whenever anybody else was unhappy or not behaving the way I wanted them to behave. It didn't matter if I racked my brain and could not come up with anything that I might have done. I still thought I somehow messed up. I remember years ago um, texting one of my sister-in-laws and she didn't get back to me. And I, I, oh my God, my brain ran with it. I created all kinds of reasons and possibilities for why she might be upset with me and not, not be getting back to me. And then when I finally texted her to ask her if I had done something, she just thought I was crazy. She had no idea where I would even get that idea from. And now when I look back on it, I have no idea how I got that either, except that that's my filter. Oh, I must have done something wrong. Another filter that I uncovered was that I was just not quite good enough and that I was just not enough in general. So no matter how many degrees I got or how many cute clothes I acquired, I nothing felt like it was enough. 
even if I got A's at school, I thought it should be easier or take me less time to do all the assignments and get the work done. So this is this is like basically this comes out as not being very kind to yourself. When you constantly think that you're not good enough, that's basically perpetual self-doubt. It's perfectionism too, because that's what that is what uh, perfectionism is when you're constantly doubting yourself because you're never going to achieve perfection. It impacts your life in so many different ways and it really impacts your point of attraction because it's a complete opposite of abundance, which is what you want to be putting out to the universe. And instead, it's that whole lacking thing. So then the most recent one that I discovered in my coaching was not just that I had done something wrong, but that I had been wronged in some way throughout my life. And and I felt this pretty profoundly. And as soon as she pointed it out to me, I was like, oh my God. And I, I've talked about it before in this podcast. I really didn't see it. And it made me such a victim. It just makes me uncomfortable now when I even think about it, that I lived in that place for so long. I didn't even understand that all the times that I thought people treated me unfairly and they weren't accepting as as accepting of me as they should be or as kind as a loving, that it was all brain BS, that it was all in my head and it wasn't even real. And I didn't realize how much it impacted my daily interactions with my husband. And I was perceiving his way, his behavior in a way that was not working for me and kept me in victimhood too. I was always getting mad at him and upset with him because I thought he was he was wronging me. I thought he was like being mean, or I thought he was not being very considerate, or I thought he was acting like I wasn't doing enough. And it was all because of these filters. And I didn't even realize they were there. I didn't realize I was listening to my ego, ego and being led through life by it. And that's pretty much what brain BS is, filters, ego, it's all the same. So what is the solution to all this? The first step is to recognize brain BS when you see it and become more self-aware when it shows up. The next step is to learn how to do thought work so you understand how you're creating the current results you have in your life by the way you're thinking. The next step after that is, and this can actually happen concurrently with the thought work, is this feelings work. And that is to process your feelings and release them. So you can set yourself up for reprogramming your subconscious. If you still have all that energy and negativity and residual emotions in your body, you're not going to be able to create something new. So the final step is to choose your thoughts on purpose and stay in alignment so you can manifest the results that you want. How do you stay in alignment? Will you pay attention how you're feeling when you do everything in your life? So as soon as you don't feel good, you're out of alignment. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's easy to stay in alignment all the time. Far from it. But I am suggesting that it's a goal worthy of trying to achieve. Now, this is a little different than what I learned at the Life Coach School from Brooke Castillo, because she was more about not trying to be happy all the time, but trying to understand why you're getting the results that you're getting because of the way you're thinking. But my work goes a step further. My work is not just about understanding your brain. My work is about staying in alignment. So I, be- I believe alignment's really important. 
So yeah, you're going to get angry. Sometimes you're going to get upset. You're going to get negative. But I believe the goal is to get back into alignment as soon as possible. Yeah, no, I'm never going to, even if you understand it, I'm never going to think that you should hold a grudge, that you should stay angry, that you should stay mad and that you should stay in your ego. I'm all about living consciously, choosing your thoughts on purpose and creating what you want in your life based on your point of attraction. And the only way it's going to be good is if you're in alignment. So in conclusion, when we inherit brain filters from previous generations that skew our perspective in life, it's usually not in a good way. Sometimes we have ones that do, but we're not talking about that this week. And I shouldn't be bringing it up in the conclusion. (laughs) You're never supposed to bring anything up in the conclusion of a paper or a podcast that you didn't talk about in the body. So uh, any of my professors out there who are listening to this, I apologize. So where was I? It begins with not paying attention to what the difference between fact and fiction in our minds and actually buying into our brain BS. If we take the time to become more self-aware, we can uncover the filters and change the way we interact with our environment and those around us. Learning how to do thought work and releasing feelings and processing them is essential if we want to replace our current filters with what I like to think of as clean ones. Clean filters go with alignment. So learning how to manage your minds and choose your thoughts on purpose is how you get back into alignment and manifest whatever it is that you want in life. I hope you learned something valuable here today. Well, actually, before I leave, I want to talk to you again about signing up for a free consult because I really, 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 really think you need to have one. And there isn't anybody out there that I don't think could use one because you're not going to see these brain filters on your own. You need somebody to help point them out. So at the very least, if you sign up with a consult with me, I will help you identify the brain BS that's causing the problems that you're having in life and standing between you and what you want. I'm not going to be able to solve all your problems in a consult, but I guarantee you I will identify the filters that are causing you to suffer and I will get you headed in the right direction for what you need to heal and to get better. And best case scenario, you will work with me and you will take this work to another level. And I promise you, you will never look back and it will be the best money you've ever spent. So now I'm going to end it and say, I hope you learned something valuable here today. Go to www.thebrainbs.com and sign up for a free 60-minute consult. If you like what you heard here today, I would like to ask you to subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast. Give me a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com, and check out what I'm all about and how I can possibly help you. If you're ready, you can sign up for a free 60-minute consult or get to know me better in my free Facebook group called The Brain BS Group, where we dig deeper on all of these topics, and you can ask me all the questions. Lastly, always remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your brain BS. Facebook.